So many things contribute to making up the atmosphere of your home. I think that all of us want an atmosphere that is nourishing for our children. I mean, the atmosphere is where your students tell what's important to you outside of school lessons. So today we want to give you some ideas for creating a nourishing atmosphere during the holidays. Welcome to the Simply Charlotte Mason podcast. I'm Sonia Schaefer. Joining me today is my friend and co-worker, Laura Pitney. Laura, it's great to have you back. We want to talk today about creating an atmosphere in your home during the holidays, but not just any atmosphere. <laughs> there are many atmospheres yes. we could create, you know? Yes, yes. Um, but a nourishing atmosphere, one mm-hmm. that nourishes the spirits and emotions, and yes, the bodies, Mm -hmm. you know, of our children. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, I think that um, trying to find the right balance in how we nourish our children and our family is really important. I think that, you know, it's not only um, protecting us from the busyness and the comparison and all the crazy of life in general, but especially during the holiday season that it's really important to be purposeful Mm. about what you do and how you do it. And holidays are a great time to kind of stop and evaluate really what's important to you and to your family. That's true because when you set aside schoolwork during Mm. holiday seasons, however long that might be, I'm not necessarily Mm. um, recommending you set it aside for six weeks. Sure. Some people Which might be, be nice. Able to. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up. <laughs> but during the times, we do mm-hmm. seem to have more extended time of no schoolwork yeah. during those holiday seasons, yeah. and that's the time when atmosphere can really make an impression. Yes, and I feel like you know sometimes we really thrive in the routine of things and knowing what our schedule is going to be and what we need to accomplish. So. Um, sometimes it can kind of be overwhelming to not have a schedule or to not know what your days look like, especially when your children are um, smaller. But if you really want to take the time and be purposeful about what you do during your off time, I think it really is a happy place to be. So for instance, if it's a time you want to catch up on things around your house, or if it's a time where you want to redo your book basket for those favorite holiday books or Uh, Maybe create an hour every day in your schedule to where you come together as a family um, to talk about, you know, maybe seasonal topics or um, just that time of connection. So, you know, how your home functions, I think, supports that emotional nourishment we're talking about, um, which I know we'll talk about that in a second. But I also feel like um, if you are conscious of the little things like physically in your house that maybe just bring life, like changing out a tablecloth or, you know, getting that special candle out or um, an activity or puzzle or just the the items look different for everybody, but they start triggering memories and traditions and time together. So if you can evaluate maybe what works for you when it, when you can make it happen, I feel like those physical island, items and how your home functions really uh, flows into that nourishment physically. And having rest time, like just downtime that's different to your schedule, you know, just letting your body rest. Or we talk about, 
even the masterly inactivity of just time to process and think. And um, I just feel like all of that just feeds into the right kind of nourishment and balance. So I've heard several aspects. Yeah. I want yeah. to drill down into each one. This is great. Um, you've talked about your calendar, your schedule. Yes. yes. You've talked about the physical surroundings, mm -hmm. what you see and hear and smell and mm -hmm. all of that. And you've talked about the emotional and your attitudes. Yes. So, okay, which one do you want to dive into <laughs> I <don't> first? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. You pick. You pick. All right, let's, let's do them in that order then. Let's start with calendar, your schedule. Yeah. Um, one thing that has struck me lately Charlotte said that wonderful quote, which I'm not going to say the quote exactly, but it was that the children are more apt to get into mischief yeah. when the day's routine mm -hmm. is out the window. She did not which use is, that term. Which but, is probably true. <laughs> yeah, but it made sense. It finally clicked to me why that is so. Yeah. Because when you have to constantly think about, well, what should I do next? And come up with what mm -hmm. to do next. That's requiring a lot of mm -hmm. effort. Yeah. And... You've put so much effort and energy into deciding what you should do that you don't have as much effort and energy left over to contribute to self-control. Yeah. yeah. It's it kind sense. of a give and take situation, yeah. you know? Yeah. I think that really uh, works well when you have younger children. I mean, they just thrive with boundaries. Yeah. They like to know expectations. And um, if anything gets off on the routine, you know, it takes them a minute to pivot and it can. <laughs> do yeah. the next thing. So um, but, I think... But now you have, are they all high schoolers yes, now? Yes, I have four teenagers at the moment. Four teenagers so, now. All right. So talk to mothers of teenagers here. So <laughs> let me tell you some of my mistakes. <laughs> How about that? So I feel like because I need to respect them as persons and young adults, if there's something I'm envisioning for my home, let's say time together that we schedule on our calendar, I just have to communicate that to them. I mean, mm. I'm respecting them and their time and their time commitments that my two older ones have jobs. So it's it's hard to get all of us together. It just is. And so um, the times that I want us to have a family dinner or um, we've talked about, we have, you know, this tradition during the holidays where we really like to do puzzles together. So it may be, hey, next Thursday, one o'clock, be at the dining room table, we're gonna do a puzzle. So planning those times of connection just is different now that they're older versus mm. when they were younger, it was a matter of still functioning and accomplishing the things, the nap times, the all the things, um, and they just would follow my lead. But now that they're they were older, always right, in the house and right, the area, so right. it's just, hey, gather over here. Right. So now I'm just learning that it just has to be scheduled, and mm. it, I can't get mad at them for not spending time with me if I didn't ask them to spend time with me or let them know, hey, I'm really missing you guys. We need to, you know, schedule a time together because it just doesn't happen otherwise. And, and I hate to say that, but, you know, it's just a balance of me clearly communicating to them and respect and but and also respecting what they have going on, especially because they're just in that transition phase of making good decisions and making decisions for themselves. And then, hey, I'm still your mom. Don't forget about me, you know, and, I, and now that we're past a lot of the nitty gritty traditions that maybe we did during the holidays, they look forward to it or they'll say, we'll get together to spend time together. And they'll be like, remember when mom did this crazy thing? Or remember when we, you know, went outside and made this with nature stuff or 
it's like our connection is reminiscing about mm. the earlier tra- traditions or the things that I tried that epically failed, <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's just fun to get their perspective now. And that's a different way of connecting with them. Do so. you give them some input into what those together times will look like now then? I do just because I have four very opinionated <laughs> children. <laughs> so, you know, I just kind of share with them my thoughts for what I would like to do with them. And some of them be like, that's stupid. I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that. Or some of them be like, that sounds great. So again, it's a life lesson that first of all, it's not always convenient or it may not be something you want to do, but out of respect for me or our family or our time together when, you know, my husband's off work, I'm like, that's just a hard life lesson that the important is the important thing is being together not necessarily that they always like what we're doing, you yeah. know. I want yeah. it. I want them to like it, but there's six of us, so somebody's going to be the one that is miserable. Of, of <laughs> course, yeah. So, of course, yeah. That's great. Are there any other tips about calendar and scheduling? I mean, that that's yeah. gold right there that you just shared. Not other than you know, if if they want to plan, I let them. Like if they show some initiative to want to do something, my oldest daughter, um, she is very, uh, she, <laughs> she loves to create the Hallmark movie in our home. Like meaning like <laughs> she wants the, the memorable moment or she wants the baking cookies in the oven and while she wears her apron, you know, like she wants the, I don't know, that, that feeling of uh, the atmosphere in that way. So if she wants, she'll come to me with an idea and I'm like, that sounds great. Have fun doing that because it's, it's. <laughs> probably beyond me at this point. Well, the baking cookies, I know, would not be your happy place. So I'm like, I'll, you know, buy what you need or get the groceries. So if they show initiative, like, let them do it. You know, I just feel like that's a value to them. And I don't want to kill their love of creating their own traditions or as they come up with ideas, if I can foster it, I want to do that. So I'm going to assume, though, that you do agree to some things that are not your happy place. Oh, 100%. And just I'm, like you expect yeah. some of the children right. to agree. Right, right. Well, I've always said, and I know this is probably not great parenting advice, but like, train your children to do the things you don't want to do. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, it's 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 interesting to see how when you give them the variety of chores or responsibilities where some all like really latch on to something and yeah. and learn to love it and enjoy it and others are like you know I really don't like this can I try a different chore so again it's it's a physical tangible way to give them a variety of options to where they can find their niche or groove of things they might not have been exposed to otherwise so that's great yeah. <laughs> that's great okay let's move to the physical surroundings yeah. and yeah. How do we nourish our yeah. children and, and ourselves sure. with our physical surroundings? I, the two of us, just full disclosure sure. here, yeah. we are complete opposites yes. in this respect. Yeah. Yeah. I am like, just give me a blank room and yeah. I'm happy. Yeah. And you like to make it much more homey. Sure. Yeah. Um, and so you have helped me yeah. at, you know, get over <laughs> all the blank surfaces in my yeah. house and find, find a good med- uh, yeah. happy medium for me there. Yeah. But... Talk a little bit about the yeah. difference in personalities sure. and how to find that happy medium. How, why is it important? Yeah, I think that there is nourishment to our hearts when our eyes see beauty. Just like mm. when we see good pieces of art or when we're out in nature, there's just something about 
when we take in the beauty with our eyes that it just feeds our soul. It like uplifts our heart. So for me, we've we've moved a lot over the years in whichever home we happen to be living in. We have certain things that, you know, we pull out of the holiday box and I get it out, whatever the season is, and that triggers the memories or the atmosphere. So I feel like for me, it's um, not necessarily having all the things, but giving value to the things you do have. Mm. And so, you know, right now with the teenagers, they love their fuzzy blankets. And so last year they all wanted um, like winter themed throw blankets. And so when I pull those, I put them away, you know, for, you know, spring, summer and fall. And so when I pull those back out, that's just going to be a memory for them, you know, physically that they get that blanket out, that they're connecting to the atmosphere. So that goes wherever you are, you know. So um, I feel like I used to put a lot more effort into decorating a lot of my home, which I still enjoy. But again, now that we're all older, it's more the memories and relations that are attached to the things. Um, so that's kind of my take on it at this point in, in my life, um, if that yeah, makes sense. I'm kind of in um, somewhat the same situation, but a little bit different. Mm-hmm. Most of my kids are grown and out of the house now. And with my personality, mm-hmm. it'd be very easy to just not decorate why do it, it all. <laughs> yeah, it's like, why do I get it out, put it up, and then have to take it down right. again? Makes no sense. But... <laughs> yeah. But I still have my youngest living with us, mm-hmm. and she loves mm-hmm. those family mm-hmm. connections and memories and yeah. traditions that are attached to those things. Yeah. So getting out the Christmas mm-hmm. tree, mm-hmm. we still have the old, old mm-hmm. one that every branch comes out, and they're color-coded, and you've got to put them <laughs> each one in. But it's something we can do together. Yeah. And something she feels confident doing because yeah. she's done it for so many years with me. So it is contributing to that nourishment. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so even if you're not decorating for those moms and dads <laughs> who are like, why clutter the place up? Right. I hear you. Yeah. I'm with you. <laughs> but even if you are not nourished necessarily by a lot of decorations or however many decorations you can stand, you know, yeah. <laughs> one of your children might be. I know certain yeah. personalities yeah. just they're like, they're really like the visual them. learners. Like yeah. just so like even when spring comes around and I change out some of our um, flowers and vases and, you know, just kind of freshen up for the new season. I mean, even that's like uplifting. So mm. you can even if even if holidays aren't your thing, you know, even if you do something maybe little seasonal, you know, there's just something about it that just brings out that connection and. Um, new life in you, which I feel like is why God gave us season changes is, you know, kind of where you get kind of head down in the nitty gritty and all of a sudden the leaves are changing and, you know, new life there and then winter and spring, you know, it just is a beautiful thing to where our hearts need that change just Mm. to, I feel like, renew the the life in us. And I know that sounds weird, but I just feel like that's how we were created. Yeah, it does. You're right. It's like your head down and then suddenly you see something in nature that has Mm -hmm. changed and it draws your heart back to the creator. Yeah. And that's what refreshes you. It's like, oh yes. Yeah. He's faithful. Yeah. We've got fall again. Yeah. You know, at just the same time. Yeah. So I feel like as it's a hard comparison nature to like living room throw blankets, but (laughs) you know, it's just part of just 
changing a few little things in your house or all the things in your house. I mean, w one of my sister-in-laws, she has, you know, decorations for every room of her house and she thrives in that and yeah. she loves doing that. Um, so whatever scale, you know, that's going to look different uh, for personalities, but I just think that there's value in it. And again, mm -hmm. nourishing um, your children and your family by you know, those things in your home. I like how you mentioned beauty, yeah. bringing beauty to your home. And and beauty can be um, evident in many different yeah. ways. Yeah. So, yeah. Good. Okay, let's talk then about emotionally. Yeah, good. I don't know. <laughs> I need some help emotionally, too. So, <laughs> nourish well, especially me. when you got four teenagers yeah. and hormones yeah. are raging, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, so I think the biggest thing I can think of is giving them your time. I think um, that's something that during the holiday season, it is easy to be wrapped up in the busyness and the schedules and the obligations. And so, again, if you're scheduling the time to connect, that's also going to nourish them emotionally because, you know, it's a time of, of that connection. So um, I think for me, it is giving them the time, even if I don't want to give it to them. You know, I just mm. think giving them that attention really shows them that I care, even if it's five minutes. of It doesn't have to be, you know, three hours. Um, but I think emotionally just so that they can talk and they feel heard. They may not necessarily want to hear what you have to say, but um, I just feel like there's a lot of processing that happens that whenever it comes out, you just want to make sure you can be available to listen. And then why is it so often that's at 1030 oh, at night? A hundred percent, a hundred percent. So we have this joke in our family right now. Like I get my pajamas on, I'm like all ready for bed. I get in my bed, pull my covers up, and then I just wait. And within five <laughs> minutes, all four of them are on the bed with me. And then <laughs> Marvin will come in and be like, y'all know mom's trying to go to bed, right? And they're like, oh, yeah, we know. And then <laughs> so eventually I have to just kick them out. But it's some kind of like signal. So when I pull the covers up, they all just come. So <laughs> every night. So, But that yeah. says something. That yeah. says a lot yeah. about their relationship with yeah. you and that they know you will welcome them even yeah. when it's inconvenient. Yeah. And when I start like not having words or like I'm holding my eyelids <laughs> open. It's Nodding like, off yeah. between sentences. <laughs> then so, they know. The hardest part, honestly, with all of that is they want one-on-one -on -one time. So they usually argue and fight over who needs to leave the room so that they mm. can have me by themselves. So that's been funny. So it's like they... Whoever wants to get in there first has time, and then whoever stays the, the last <laughs> has time. And it's just this whole ordeal. It's hard to balance. But it sounds like it. Yeah, but it's funny. It is nourishing. It's a competition. <laughs> <laughs> but that Weirdly. time alone yeah. is nourishing. And yeah. and I suppose during this, we, we could try to schedule yeah. some of that time. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah I'm going to take um, uh, child number one. Yeah. out for lunch this day yeah. or just out yeah. to get some sweet tea or something, yeah. you know, right. um, it doesn't, or just for a walk around the mall. It doesn't yeah. even have to be yeah. a big any deal. money. Yeah. Right. But you could potentially schedule one-on-one yeah. -on -one time with each child. Yeah. And I think uh, emotionally when they're younger, you're trying to feed them with what maybe this is why we do things or this is the reason for this season or this is um you know you're trying to teach them really why your family does what they do 
And so as they grow and start processing that and thinking about it, it's great opportunity for them to express back maybe why, why do we do this? Or when I was little, I remember this, but now I see the world differently. Or maybe they've been exposed to other family cultures or other religions or other whatever it is. And so for them to come to you to ask the questions or to process things, I feel like that's a way you nourish them emotionally is for them to find their own footing and understanding why the, your family does what they do. Um, so giving them the time, and then as they start processing and thinking through things, usually good questions come from them, which lead to good conversations. So um, it's just kind of a, a connection there as well. And really, that's what atmosphere is. Yeah. It is the ideas that are important to you as a parent and how they are expressed in your home. And so your children mm -hmm. are forming their own which ideas are going to be important to me yeah and you have a chance to speak into that and share verbally yeah. what you've been demonstrating all along right so until they're ready for that like you know mm -hmm. your five-year-old may not go that deep exactly <laughs> yes. but as they get older they're going to remember and you know again as traditions continue or the different things you do as a family you know maybe around easter or um, we have a thing on uh, Memorial Day and Veterans Day that we always go try to find a park or um, some kind of ceremony that, you know, honors veterans and things like that. So, you know, that's not one of the, I don't want to say one of the major holidays, but not one of the traditional ones like Christmas or Easter. But like that's something that, you know, we wanted to instill in our children the value of, you know, our freedom and the cost of that freedom. And so, you know, they wouldn't have understood that necessarily when they were younger, but now that we've, you know, kind of gone over the gap and now that they, we can talk seriously about wars and, you know, the, the cost of our freedom, it's just opportunities. And yeah. it's been neat to see the kids make the connections on, them, on their own based on the atmosphere of our home. Yes. So. You're nourishing their minds as well as their hearts. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a key here that as we look at the atmosphere that we are creating, we keep in mind the reason we're doing it is to nourish. Rather, yeah. it's not an Shake obligation, or, yeah, yeah, a duty. I've got to get out the decorations, yeah. you know, but it is, this is an opportunity to nourish them mm -hmm. with beauty. Mm -hmm. And this is an opportunity to nourish them with myself, with, with time. Yeah. Um, this is an opportunity to nourish them with, you know, whatever it may be. But if we keep that in mind, mm -hmm. I, I think, think it helps us stay motivated. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And and hopefully we'll downplay that competition game, yeah. <laughs> the comparison, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Thanks. If you enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe through iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, or your favorite podcast app so you don't miss an episode. You can also subscribe to the audio version on our website at simplycharlottemason.com. Thanks for joining me. I'll see you next time.